Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hot, Body Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? It's the Monday morning episode, we're back! Although we've never really been away, because we had some preloaded episodes last week, but we've had a week off from doing this, so we could spend time with our beautiful families over half term. <laughs> some quality family time, hashtag making memories. We made memories that'll last for a lifetime. Live, laugh, love. And all well, these people, like, they're on their fucking Instagrams with their, their campsites going, we had an amazing week in wherever the fuck it is, Wales. Just camping and just yeah. like, no phones, get a better nature, just making memories that last forever. And I, if you've ever been camping yeah. with children, then you'll know... That the only fucking memories you're taking away with you are hellish ones, hellish right? Hellish ones, ones you'll share with your therapist. Yeah. So don't don't fucking, you know, you can put as many filters on it as you like, but yeah. we all fucking know. You went Stop on pretending. a holiday, you thought, well, this will be all right because it'll be cheap. But mm. the kids were constantly fucking moaning about the lack of Wi-Fi. None mm. of you slept. It rained half the fucking time. You were eating shit for dinner that was just like, you know, those sort of processed cheese slices just fucking by by Wednesday you were just putting three of them in your mouth as dinner right because because the dreams you had of starting a fire and cooking some sort of stew very yeah. slowly over a low a flame pot. we put it on in the morning in our pot and when we come back from our hike in the evening it's melting the mouth yeah like fuck when you come back in the evening right a fucking fox has been at it yeah yeah a squirrel's fucking fallen in and died of soup fucking burning. <laughs> right? And you end up eating the fucking last of the burger cheese squares. You give your three-year-old fucking four of them. Go on, get that down, your son. Lisa, that'll, that'll be just enough fucking protein for you not to die yeah. here in, on this your, farm. In your own personal Vietnam. Because mm. that's what it is. Um, I mean, and then the farmers there. with his monoculars in his fucking farmhouse. He's renting the place out. He goes, we got a fucking bunch of fucking idiots from More London. More of those assholes from the big city. I'm charging them fucking 200 quid a night to fucking <laughs> sleep in a field full of shit. I t- hey, advertised the- it on the internet, didn't I? Rustic experience. They fucking laughed at <laughs> They call it, they call it glamping. Glamping, apparently. I tell you what, there's not much glam about that field out back. <laughs> I tell you what, no, they don't mind paying. I gave them a pot, fucking shittest pot I could find down at the uh, charity shop. Told them it was a rustic farm pot, I called it. They've tried to cook a stew in that. Good luck with the amount of foxes around. But I'll tell you one thing, I'll get the knuckles out later because the wife has got a big rack on her. And I've been watching, <laughs> see? I've been watching. Sometimes in the morning she come out of the tent without no bra on. She's, just, she's got a T-shirt like. 
but you can tell she's got no bra. I've got the naculars out. The husband's fucking seen me looking the other day. He's not going to do anything. Stuff to shake. Apparently, he's a website designer. <laughs> he's a website designer or something. Except he said, when I asked him what he did, he said, I'm a creative director. I said, oh, really? What the fuck do you direct? Asked him a few questions. Soon turned out he just built fucking websites for Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. I mean, so I can't see it. Who the fuck even has a website? Wife mine inoculars. Who the fuck even has a website this day and age? It's all done on social <laughs> media, isn't it? All you need is a Facebook page, <laughs> Instagram account. Fucking, oh, fucking creative direct him. I mean, I'm going so, to yeah, um, making I'm memories. Going, I'm going to Scotland for a, a week next month during the summer holidays, and uh, I've got a cottage, and mm. I've checked that there's Wi-Fi, and my kid says, "Can I take me PS5?" I says, "Fucking yeah, of course you can." Of course you can, mate. You know, We're here to relax. There's, exactly. There's going to be none of that fucking wandering around in the fucking woodlands and all that sort of thing. Getting everyone's Listen, tits. Yeah, you know, you got to remember, the Just Rest lifestyle is a lot about just doing what makes you not necessarily even happy, just fucking chill and switch off. Yeah. Like, my, my daughter, she's got, like, you know, it's Sunday, and obviously we've had a nice week away in the Isle of Wight in the sunshine. And it's gutting because you think oh, I've got to go back to school tomorrow. I said to her, mm. "What's your favourite episode of the OC?" That's what you should do. I'm not going to say. Just try to be mindful. Look <laughs> around and breathe deeply into your stomach, and then out through your nose, and appreciate the world around. Because that, it can, I'm not being cynical about that. That can work, right, for some people. But equally. Sometimes it's like, what's your favourite thing to do where you, you can just basically disengage your brain mm. and just exist for an hour without fucking worrying? Identify three of your blessings and say them out loud to the universe. Give thanks. Do you keep a journal? <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, you know, honestly, I'm not looking that if that helps. But equally, sometimes it's just about sticking a film on and having a bag of crisps. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Course. Like, yeah. I play fucking FIFA, right? Because that, absolutely, what I do is, I just, my, I'm like a lobotomized fucking patient, mm. right? When I switch out and I get into the old managerial career mode, mm -hmm. yeah? And I'm managing Sheffield Wednesday at the moment, mm -hmm. yeah? And all I'm thinking about is how can I bring a lone player in to cover my, my fucking yeah. problems at left back, right? And that's all I'm fucking thinking of. Yeah. And I'm not thinking of anything. I'm not thinking about Monday morning, right? Mm. Or any other shit that has got to be dealt with. And it's important to have moments like that because your worries, yeah, they might, there might be issues you need to deal with. You don't need to fucking deal with them right now. So, what's your favourite episode of your favourite drama, right? Or have a bad Christmas and watch a film. Play a bit of FIFA. Yeah. Or, you know what I always say, smash the emergency glass, have a wank and a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've been in the hammock this afternoon reading a book about Jesus and Mary Chain. That did it for me. Fucking lovely. You know, lovely sun stuff, blazing mate. down. Yeah, loved it. So uh, so how was the Isle of Wight? Good times? It was good. I, I did very badly on the coins. Uh, at least the coins were back, because when I was there at Easter, oh, there was said, no yeah, coins. Yeah. So the coins were back. I only got, in a whole week, I got three prizes. Is that one of the prizes you're holding now? Yeah, it's the it's a fossil of a dinosaur. Wow. Now I'm not oh, sure what fossil. dinosaur that is. Oh, it's a skeleton. It's not a real fossil, I don't think. Dinosaur you skeleton. You do get, yeah, it's a skeleton <laughs> of a famous dinosaur type. 
who knows which from, type, but the, the, it's, it's very rich in dinosaur skeletons, the Isle of Wight. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff you'll get there on the coins or anywhere is, is dinosaur skeleton themed. Yeah, I'm, I'm not an expert, but that looks to me like one of the ones from, from Jurassic Park, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the big laugh from like Jurassic Park. But not like the really bad ones, one yeah, of the like mid-level one ones. The, one of the backup ones. Yeah. I got that. I got a giant green dice. Not even giant, just a, a dice key ring, mm. which I have attached to my rucksack and nice. something else. But there was nothing really that caught my imagination. And so it wasn't a vintage week of coining, but there was plenty of other fun things while we were out there. I had this thing that struck me was I was talking to my wife and I was saying, I can't remember how it came up while we were there, but I said, you know, ashtrays aren't so much of a thing anymore, are they? Like, in the old days when everyone smoked, or everyone could smoke, even if you didn't want to smoke, the option was there, yeah? Yeah. Like, neither you or I were smokers when when we were, like, younger, right? But we knew we had the option. It was really easy. And I would say, although I wasn't personally... Any kind of of financial outlay, you could catch a fag from someone and get a light off them. Anyone. 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 In the streets, you could walk up to strangers all the time and say, can I have a fag? Yeah. Right, my brother still does. My Castellani does that all the time. When I'm out of him at football, he just walks up to any cunt and goes, "Who he sees smoking?" And says, "Can I have a fag?" Yeah, and it's weird. It's like they're a brotherhood. Yeah, because they go, "Yeah, all right." Or sometimes they just, without saying anything, they just get a fag out and give it to him and give him a lie. And I yeah. always think it's a bit weird. Do you know him? He it's goes, a dumb nah. thing. It's sort of like a club. So mm. what I'm saying is, I'm not a smoker. You're not a smoker. But I would say we're both friends of the smokers, right? Smoke adjacent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say we're friends of... I would say fans of the smoking community. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I'm not. I mean, they get a lot of shit, lot the of smokers. But, I, yeah. but I'm like, listen, you know, that nowadays, there's all the... We're trying to kind of get rid of all the stigma surrounding all these other sorts of peoples, with, people with problems, minorities, mm. or people with afflictions and addictions. Smoking's a serious fucking addiction, mate. Right? And... But all we do is condemn these people and judge them and mm. make them have pictures of people with, like, deformed lungs on the, their lovely packets of fags. Yeah. Plus, I also think, you know, smoking is part is a big part of many people's just-rest lifestyle. Yeah, I guess so. They like to relax with a fag. But, but that, right? like, like you say, can you relax anymore when you're a smoker because there's that constant pressure to nah. stop from everyone, everywhere? But Soon they, they won't let you even smoke outside. It's understandable so, if someone under the age of 25 is smoking. I can say that because they've just started and they've just got into it and they haven't realised yeah, it's Knock it on the head, yet. mate. But anyone knock over the head, age... Mate, you, you will die. I mean, it yeah. is worth saying, just in case we've got any impressionable yeah. listeners, but, yeah, do know that if you if you become a smoker, you will die of it. Yeah, but anyone over the age of 45, anyone my age, for mm. example, who still smokes... Yeah, the uh, damage is done. I, I've got nothing but admiration <laughs> for them for sticking at yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. It's a big fuck you, yeah, to the fucking to the anti-smoking brigade. Yeah, I nearly said Nazis, but that would have been a bit far. But do you know what I mean? And anyway, I was the, for me the biggest one, the biggest lot. There's two things that I miss about smoking, right? As a non-smoker, smoking mm. culture. One ashtrays. Ashtrays were everywhere when we were kids. Wherever you went. Yeah. There was ashtrays for sale. So say if I was in the Isle of Wight, in the gift shop, 
I didn't see really any ashtrays in the gift shop. But there'd be 101 fucking Isle of Wight ashtrays. There'd be ashtrays in the shape of the Isle of Wight. There'd be dinosaur ashtrays. When you went to pubs, there was always like ashtrays that you would steal. I would sometimes steal ashtrays from my room because I would like to have ashtrays in my bedroom because I didn't smoke, but my friends would. And sometimes girls would come around and smoke and I would go, ashtray, like I was James Bond. Pub ashtrays were great. Yeah, really great. tin, weren't they? Yeah, although it sometimes you got the brilliant. heavy glass ones. I mean, I saw oh, my I saw some. I was in the pub with my brother and a few of his mates, and I went and one of them was acting dead peculiar. And I went to the toilet. I was about sixteen, and I went to the toilet. We'd been sort of on an all dayer, mm. and I was like hanging around with the older lads on an all day. I was like, you know, they were still holding it together. I was like all over the place. I probably only had three pints. I came out of the toilet. And as I came out of the toilet, this one mate who was a bit of a cunt and he'd been acting peculiar all day and I saw him almost in slow motion. I was seeing double. And he said he was going and my brother was stood at the bar and as he left, he picked up a massive pub ashtray, the kind in sort of cut glass, yeah? Yeah. And he went up behind my brother, tapped on the shoulder and I could see it almost in slow motion and I shouted across the room, like that. And then he just fucking clocked him over the head with it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, smacked his head open with it. Like, sucker punch from behind. And then he dropped the ashtray on the floor, went out of the pub, and then we all, like, the the rest of us went out after him. And he was sprinting 100 miles per hour up the high street. And do you know what? Never got to the bottom of it. Never got to to this day. Didn't know why. That would have been the early 90s. Never got to the bottom of what was behind that mad Mm. attack out of nowhere. But... Always made me think, I don't know about these big fucking ashtrays because they're lethal in the wrong hands. And then you're in an environment where everyone's on the piss. That's a deadly Maybe weapon. you shouldn't yeah. leave it around lethal weapons on every yeah. table. Yeah. But I would, uh, I mean, that aside, I would like to see the return of ashtrays. I'd love, but I don't think it's possible. I mean, it's probably possible, but not with the merchandise people we use to have a top flight time machine ashtray. Yeah, yeah, they would just be decorative. They'd be an affectation, yeah. if anything, wouldn't they? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you can probably get I, loads of I am there. saying, bring back ash. Hashtag, bring back ashtrays. Bring back smoking. You know what would be the best thing? This would be fantastic mm. if either you or me, maybe not you or me, but someone of our age group started mm. smoking who'd never done it before. And they came around one day oh, and said, I've started if smoking. If you're thinking of that, if you're in your 40s, if you're 45 or above, right, and you, you've managed to resist smoking up until this point in your life, but now you're like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to give it a go. I've got this far. I'm going to try smoking fags. Mm. Give us a call. Uh, we'll get in touch. Let us know. It's something that we could perhaps follow we could, we on could, the podcast. Are you saying we could finance it? Is that what you're saying? Mm, we could probably get a sponsor. To, I mean, we, it's so hard for fag companies to get yeah. any, to carry out any marketing because it's yeah. all been banned, right? Which is a fucking joke, by the way. Anyway, it's like, will the government like, we'll let you do it, but we won't let you talk about doing it. Right. Mm. Anyway, um, they probably, we might be able to swing something. I don't know. I mean, obviously, ideally, it'd be John Player special. If not, another great mm. '80s fag was Benson and Hedges. Yeah, Benson and Hedges was yeah. quite a hard man fag. What would you say the hard man? Fa- I mean, obviously, we know JPS was the ultimate hard man fag. We've discussed that many times before. I think that uh, would, I would yeah. regard. I don't know if this was a case up north because I believe they were quite expensive. Like, I'm not. I don't mean this patronisingly. No, but I know. 
I'm being actually very conscious of my southern privilege, right? When I say that B and H were quite a hard man fag down here, but I think they were quite pricey, so I don't know if in the northeast they would have been as popular. Yeah, I think yeah they were. I mean, entry level was probably like regal, something like that. Mm. Um, Mm. What was the other one? Was another one Gamma L was there? Alamba and Butler. Nah, there was another one. One word, I think. Can't remember now. Sir, I was I was looking at ashtrays on eBay. Oh yeah, great ashtray. I would get ashtrays whenever I was away. I would get ashtrays when I was on holiday. So I had loads of like great ashtrays from around the world because they they look good, don't they? Yeah. Um, anyway, while you look at that and then update us in a second, I was also thinking this right. Top flight time machine candles in the following flavors, right? Cool. Fags. Fags. Beer. Piss. Lastly, I didn't think of piss. The last was chip fat. <laughs> right, these are the smells of the 80s and mm. even more the 70s. So that's a bit before our time. We came of age in the 80s, right? Yeah. These are the comforting scents of the 80s. I was in the cafe on my favourite beach in Isle of Wight. It was shut last year because of COVID. It was reopened. I felt delighted. I was in there get, getting my toasty. I'm here for my afternoon toasty. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Obviously, fishing for them. You know, like in American delis, they name they name sandwiches after their sort of famous clientele. Yeah. And I'm wondering whether I might be able to get a toasty name after me. Anyway, I'm in there, right? And there's something about the Isle of Wight that I like. Because I first went, I went there, yeah. The, the, the I have a delady, please. Yes, cheese and onion. That's right. <laughs> right. Okay, so, it, there's something about the the Isle of Wight. One of the many reasons I love it is that I first went there in the '80s, and we stayed in a caravan, me and my mum, and my brother, and my brother's mate. Mm. And it was during the Steve Davis Dennis Taylor final, so I remember Fuck the exact that. time I first spent time there. Yeah. Because there wasn't a telly in the caravan. There was a radio, and my brother and his mate were listening along to it, and so I was as well, right? It was on the and radio. It was really, Fuck me. It was really, or listening for updates. It was dramatic and exciting updates, right? Mm. And uh, so I always remember that was it. So I always associate with the 80s, and parts of it, it's still like the 80s. And I mean that in a nice way, but it's got this sort of like charming retro feel about it, yeah? Mm. And I thought, oh, and they, they have in this cafe, my favourite cafe, if you don't know it, it's called the... Sa- I'll give them a shout-out because it might help me win more favours there. They've yeah. started letting me open in tabs there, which I thought took as a massive, massive deal, right? I was hugely complimented by that. Yeah. Made, made me feel powerful, Andy. You know what I'm like? You know what I'm like? Anything Any like little that. thing yeah. that boosts my yeah. ego in some way makes me feel important. Yeah. I really... It really goes to my head quickly. Yeah. And I was strutting about the beach. I was just, yeah, just got a tab in the Salix, didn't I? No problem. They know me. They so know I'm good for it. What, what did you put on the tab? What, what, what did your tab run to at the minute? Um, is there a limit on it? T- the, the tab the tab only lasted a day. I put on two yeah. slushies right. for the kids, blue slushies, Yeah. at the beginning of the day. And I said, I'll be back later to probably to have a cup of tea and a scone this afternoon. And she said, I'll stick it on a tab. Pay wow. me then, mate. I thought, fucking hell, I'm the bollocks. I'm the cock yeah. of the beach, yeah. But probably, uh, probably listening to the podcast, they didn't want to out themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Didn't what do you want mean? To, they, they probably listened to the podcast, but didn't want to say, yeah, probably, I'm yeah. a big fan, so they just give you a tab instead. 
that's what, what I figure. I yeah, well, that's yeah. why I'm mentioning them by name now. It is brilliant. And one, one of the again? brilliant things is it's called the Salix S A L I X in Shanklin. Okay. It's on the beach. Right. Right. Anyway, I uh, I put on. They had a they had some eighties radio station on right, so mm. I'm in there, and they're and like aha are on, and I just felt transported back to like when I was a kid and first went there in the eighties, and I thought it's so great here, and I thought all that's missing from going in a sort of time capsule back to the eighties from this whole environment here on the Isle of Wight is the smells because now every few in the late nineties, early noughties, everywhere around like the UK started smelling it stopped smelling of chip fat fags and beer and piss and it started smelling of scented candles and coffee right Mm -hmm. because suddenly coffee shops were fucking everywhere right and so were scented candles right now i like both coffee and scented candles so i'm not being sniffy about that but i have very warm feelings towards the age of piss chip fat beer and fags so that's when it hit me it hit me mate bang here in sunderland Top flight time machine candles. Here in Sunderland, we also had uh, a huge brewery in the middle of town centre called the Vaux yeah. Brewery. So mm. we had the smell of hops coming from the brewery all the time. I, I, in, in where I lived, at my mum's place, still there now, opposite the Fuller's Brewery. Yeah. Like right opposite. on the People will know, anyone who knows West London, it's like on one side the A4 Fuller's Brewery, opposite side my mum's house. Right. I don't like the smell of hops though, mate. I grew up with it and I don't like it. I'd, I'd probably it's probably a nostalgia thing I yeah. probably hated it at the time but now that it's not there anymore I sort of miss Reminds it you. do you know what I mean because it because it, it um it smells like if you've had some Weetabix but you haven't finished it <laughs> and you've left it in the <laughs> bowl with the milk there. on it yeah, yeah. and then you come home from school and you haven't cleared the bowl away that's what hop smells like that's why I don't like yeah. it jalapeno here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering for the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month you can get up to four episodes a week nine months before the rest of the world gets them early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. That brings me on to me, me eBay finding, which is oh, yeah. um it's an Astria from the Vaux Brewery of Sunderland. But it's for Ooh. sale in Australia. 
um, and it's it's going to cost thirty one pound sixty six to buy it, and then another thirty quid to get it sent over from Australia. Sixty quid. But it's great. It's glass. It's a glass ashtray. Mm. It's blue, blue mm. glass, and it's for the Vox beer, Norseman Lager. Oh, a Norseman. That's a and great name. And there's a big name. fucking Norseman, a picture, a drawing of a Norseman in the middle of oh, it. Oh, yeah, because I suppose there's a big Viking tradition in your neck of the woods, isn't well, there? Yeah, they came over, yeah, they, they fucking they landed. They were over fucking ran, non-stop. Ran they loved way. it in the northeast, didn't they? Of course they? they did. So you've got Vikings your Norseman the there. the northeast because it's a great party scene. Yeah, he's got his big, um, he's got his big helmet on with the horns in it. Um, he's got. It looks like he's got a cape around his neck and a massive, white flowing beard, a little bit like Paddy McAloon of Prefab Sprout has these days. And do you remember the beer? The beer? Don't remember it. Don't remember it. Probably before my time. I remember. I remember it, it being a thing, but I don't remember drinking it. Uh, we were on to what was called Scorpion Dry, was the oh. lager of choice from the brewery when I was. Um, do you? What about McDonald's ashtrays? They were good, weren't they? The little foil ones. Little round foil ones. McDonald's ashtrays. I don't remember McDonald's them. ashtrays. Yeah, you Google that, right? They're just um, very small silver foil ashtrays. Yeah. Imagine that. Every McDonald's had a had an ashtray on the table for you to have a fag. Have Fucking a burger. Hell, yeah. Come in. Come in for a burger and a fag. Fucking <laughs> Out hell, yeah. shopping, missus. I'm looking Out at shopping. Them now. Kids driving you mad. Come in for a burger and a fag. Fucking take the weight off. There's loads of them, but they're all available in America. That's weird. Weird. Nobody in Britain um, selling them. My so we there there was a candle set up. I think in maybe Middlesbrough or Stockton or something who sent us some candles That's earlier right, this yeah. year. Yeah. Um. So if they're listening, yeah, get in touch, right? Because if you can make <laughs> this happen, you, we've got. I, I had three, but Andy's added a fourth one, which is piss, which I think is a good idea. I'm so, just trying to get the smell of a football match together. You said fags yeah. and ale and piss. Um, onions is the other one, isn't onions, it? Onions, yeah. Horse shit. Yeah. And chip and fat, you know, chip fat. Uh, chip, chip fat's a great a one. And West Ham in the 80s, it would have always been cigars as well. Yeah. Because you go to West Ham, <laughs> you go up to football, you go over West Ham, right? You have to say go over West Ham, yeah. not you go to. Yeah. You go over West Ham on a Saturday... You grafted all week, grafted all week, torturing people, right? <laughs> I grafted all week, attaching people's nuts to a car battery, shaking down snooker rules for protection money. And now all I want to do is go over West Ham and relax. And I'm going to have a lardy dar to do it with. A lardy dar. Um, yeah, so anyway, candle people, I'm sorry mm. to call you that. That you have a proper name which I will tweet about. If you're interested in this candle venture, I've got them in that. And also any ashtray makers out there too. Just came back wanting all of that sort of paraphernalia. Just even for just for yourself, not even for other people. Just for myself, yeah, we don't have to sell them. I mean, let's be honest, any merch operation that I have tried to oversee has usually ended in chaos. Yeah. So probably best I just commission these as personal items. Yeah. Did you watch this England game, mate? Uh, I had a, I half, half watched it. I had um, I had the iPad on with it on, but like I say, I was reading about the Jesus and Mary chain. It was far more interesting. Oh fuck me, was, mate! Um, what a joke! I thought I thought that um, the commentator Sam Matterface wasn't it, and Lee Dixon. I thought they did really well to not describe what Jack Grealish did for the penalty as a dive. 
because <laughs> I didn't I mean, see that. Essentially, that's what it was. Um, Good old I think Jack Grealish. They said he was clever, and there was that sort of thing <laughs> like he drew the foul. But if it had been Johnny oh, Foreigner that had done it, it would be an outrage. Oh, what, they would whatever. have been disgusted. You know, whatever. You know, the yeah, the I mean, that's why the, 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 it was it was a ridiculous game, right? And yeah. our old friend Roy Keane got got one of the many things that was ridiculous about it, right? Before the match, a few people sent us this clip, right? And he's going, "John Henderson's not ready. He's not fit. If he was fit, he'd be playing this game. He's starting the game. It's the last warm up against Romania." And I hear people saying. Maybe he's good to have around the place, you know, for the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't understand it. What? Does he do card tricks? <laughs> Does he tell jokes? It's fucking <laughs> hell. It was, it was, and people sent it to us and said, oh, it's like a parody of Roy King. But he was actually correct, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is, I, I think, right, and you, you called this a long time ago, Gareth Southgate is a fucking dope, right? Yeah. The, the bloke's a dope. Yeah. He was a useless... He, he's got no credible managerial CV, right? Mm. It's classic England, it, which apparently every turn, with the exception of two appointments of foreigners, and the only good, the only fucking rational appointment they ever made, ever, was Terry Venables, yeah. right, in the 90s. You're no other appointment they've ever made has been based on who would be the best England manager. It's been based on fucking nonsense. And Gareth Southgate, right, has stumbled into a job after a failed club career, right, then some sort of role as under-21 manager that's forgettable, and then he stumbles into fucking the main job, basically on the grounds that they've made such a hash of it with Allardyce and Hodgson that it was like no other fucking no cunt with half a brain wanted that job right so if I will give it to him fucking Rodney Trotter right yeah flukes his way into the semi-final of the World Cup against fucking Croatia whose best player is Luka Modric who's about 34 right way past Five his best stone ringing wet I uh, know he rang rings round England we got one we went one up in the first minute and then they just fucking ran rings round us with this aging fucking veteran. A little boy looks like a witch, right? Dressed up in... It looks like the fucking little demon at the end of that it film, Don't like Look a, Now. It looks like a melted witch. Fucking melted witch, like a witch candle. <laughs> melted in his own pot in the woods. And he had the absolute fucking piss out of it. I mean, literally had the piss, right? Yeah. Just like happened before, I remember... In a couple of tournaments where Pirlo, who I never thought was like as fucking that good, right? No. And he absolutely roasted England. Everyone's like, oh my God, Pirlo's going to be the best player in the world. No, get it right. Going into tournament, no one said that. He had two fucking amazing games against England because England make decent players look world class, right? Yeah. Anyway, fucking Southgate. I'm looking at it and I try not to get into involved emotionally or even... In, intellectually with England because it's just such a waste of time but I'm, I thought I'll give it a little I'll give it a little what see what, see what's what, what? <laughs> give it the once over yeah and I thought fuck me he's picked this squad then he's dropped like five cunts from it right then and this is where I think and this is genuine right I think he's fucking losing it right he's gone bonkers in the nut because yeah. in the last warm up game before the tournament starts he's picked the players that he's dropped yeah. in the team. Yeah. And I thought, this is fucking mad, right? He's gone, you're not in it. Oh, okay, that's a shame. Should we go home then? Nah, you're, sta- you're going nowhere. 
You're what? Playing. You don't dump a girlfriend and then lock her in the house, right? You're dumped. Oh, okay. Well, that's a shame. But on the upside, Bye. I've got my freedom. But nah, you. where do you think you're going? Well, you've dropped me. You're still staying here under my roof where I can keep an eye on you. Don't want you seeing other fellas, do I? Yeah. Fucking like hell. Right? Yeah, and but- guess what? You're going to sleep in my bed as well with all my other ex-girlfriends. But here's another thing, right? So he's picked all of them, which is fucking mad. Like, why do they need to be there? They just want to go on holiday, right? It must be so... It's like he's playing a torturous fucking... He's playing out some sort of psychodrama with them, right? On top of that, do you know what? It actually reminds me of James Kahn in the film Misery, when Kathy Bates keeps him imprisoned in a bed and then smashes yeah. his legs. It's that like that, done? right? Yeah. Here's, here's another mad thing, though, right? As Roy Keane pointed out, he has picked two players who are plainly not fit, right? Mm. They just won't, they're not able to play. Jordan Henson, Harry Maguire, right? Mm. So he's dropped perfectly good players who won't come, but he's picked players who are are not fit to play in the games, unless we get through the group stage, which probably won't. That's super weird. It's a super weird thing to do when you've only got 26 players. And lastly, right, and the most madly of all, this is the thing where I'm looking at this and I'm sort of thinking, hang on, you you know, piecing it together, you tune in a couple of minutes of the game, you're trying to work out who's playing. And you piece it together, you think, hang about, he's picked all the players that he's dropped. What's, mm. why? This is a waste of everyone's time, not least theirs, right? And then you're like, who's that? Godfrey, Sergeant fucking Godfrey. <laughs> right? Army. Where's he playing? He's playing right back. What's the one thing I know about the England squad he picked? He picked four right backs, right? Yeah. He picked four right backs. And then in the next warm up game, he That's selects a, a centre back <laughs> who he's dropped to play. At right back. That right there, no exaggeration, is the weirdest fucking bit of team selection I have I'd, ever seen I in my think, life. I think with the four right backs and also the Maguire and Henderson thing, I think he's really, he's a people pleaser. He doesn't want to make anybody sad. He reads the papers. He doesn't want to leave anybody out that should be yeah. left out. He doesn't That's want right. them to be sad. So that's not how it works. Everybody, and what's this twenty-six man squad bullshit as well? It's fucking bullshit to, as well. What happened to twenty-two or twenty-three? You're gonna. You're so pick right. He's a people fit. pleaser, and no people pleaser ever won anything. Right? Exactly. He's like this. Uh, you can't come, but I want you to stay anyway, and I'll still let you play in the games. <laughs> right? I picked four right backs. Why? Because I think we need them. Okay, who's playing in the next game at right back then? The centre-back. Which one? The one that I dropped. So what are the other right-backs in? They'll be substitutes. What? What? Are you fucking mad? Say that again. He's like, yes, you heard right. I'm playing a centre-back who I've dropped at right-back. But you've got three other... I mean, Alexander Arnold's injured now. You've got three other right-backs you can play. I'm not playing them. Why not? I want him to play. I'm I'm playing him out of position. He wants to go on holiday, but I won't let him. I'm making him play making out him play. of position. I'm confusing him. <laughs> what? He is fucking... I'm telling you, right, that is psychedelic football management, yeah. right? It's like he's fucking lost it completely. I, fucking, I mean, I've said before, I find it hard to give a shit about England. I find it hard to give a shit. The, the only thing that's make, making me give a shit today is that it's so strange. I would say you and I are both fans of strange things, right? Definitely, yeah. 
And I would say that usually one of the reasons I'm not interested in England is that there's nothing strange about England. It's fucking tedious. It's about as basic. It's, you know what? It's very. I hate to use this phrase, but it's very 97% England. Oh right? yeah, fucking hell. I mean, if you see some cunt driving along with those St George flags on their wing mirrors that they've just got at a fucking Tesco Express petrol station, right? Mm. You're thinking, fucking hell, mate. You know. And I've I've ever only been to one England game and it was at the Stadium of Light and I can't remember who yeah. it was against. It was a friendly. It was when they were on tour a few years ago. And I have never known an experience, an atmosphere like it at any football match. It was almost like cult-like. The whole fucking chest-beating, fucking uh, national oh anthem, God. howling, fucking IRA song. There's, uh. th- there's no surprise at all that these cunts are booing the knee. There's no surprise <laughs> yeah. that we haven't no. progressed one That's fucking... That's where those people Na- exist, yeah. 1984, right? England beat Brazil 2-0 in that, that summer tournament. Yeah. John Barnes scored that yeah. brilliant goal. And on the flight back, there's England fans who are abusing John Barnes, Mark Chamberlain, Viv Anderson, who were the three black players in the England team, and saying stuff like that England only won that game 1-0, not 2-0, because John Barnes' oh, yeah. goal didn't count. Yeah, yeah. He was black. Yeah. We yeah. haven't moved forward a fucking inch, judged yeah. by what's going on on the terraces there. Yeah, yeah. And you know yeah. what? You know what? When England score their first goal of this Euro 20 tournament, en masse to a man, they need to run across the England fans, get down on that fucking knee, and stare yeah. at the cunt. Yeah, yeah. But I would say this, right? There are a lot of cunts, and. There are West Ham fans saying it on Twitter. There might be Sunderland fans, I don't know, who are going, yeah, we're sick of it. We want it out of the game. This game's not about politics. It's killing the game. But and but this is a minority, but the minority are more vocal, right? Yeah. I don't know a fucking... I, you know, I'm, some, some bloke who I sort of know, but I won't I won't say who he is, but he's 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 got some pretty kind of out there right wing opinions and he was banging on going this is ruining it for the ordinary fan right and I thought for a start mate you don't have a fucking clue about the ordinary fan because I know this bloke's not a fucking football guy right mm. I know he's pro- he might have been to football matches but he's not a fucking ordinary fan not a proper fan who's been going week in week out to his fucking club since he was a kid, like you yeah. or I or most of our mates have been, yeah? And so these cunts, they try to co-opt football fans to further their own agenda, right? And mm. they have actually a very... They patronisingly portray football fans, right, as as if they're these sort of old-fashioned kind of working men who don't like this sort of stuff, right? Not fucking understand. In fact, there are plenty of fucking people at football, right, who might be from working-class backgrounds, but are perfectly fucking intelligent, well-read, sensitive, and fucking understand the difference. Yeah, Yeah, and capable of not being racist. But they think they aren't, and that's because they're not football fans. And I try not anymore these days to get involved in any politics online, but I did sort of say to a mate of mine who was tweeting about it, I said, the thing is, these cunts are trying to fucking jump on and speak on behalf of what they call ordinary football fans or average football fans to further their own agendas. But the thing is... You know, and I'm, I've got faith that most of the people listening to this podcast, well, you've got to have faith in the fact that we're the normal fucking football fans, right? Yeah. The noisy cunts who are booing the knee, that's a fucking moronic minority, right? Yeah. And we've all fucking seen them at all of our clubs for years. We know they're there, and we know they can sometimes be the louder ones, right? 
But that's not that's not us. That's not the average football fan. That's bollocks. It's yeah. absolute bollocks. And they're all fucking going around being aggressive about it and telling you on Twitter or whatever, oh, it's part of a conspiracy to politicise football and all the rest it's of it. A, it's, no, a it's, fuck it's a Marxist organisation. It's a Marxist organisation. You know, we that. all fucking know, right? Just remember, they're the minority. They're the minority. That's what, not what most football fans... You and your mates are real football fans, right? Yeah. You're the ones fucking going. I wouldn't be surprised, like I was saying the other week, about those fucking part-time play actors who dressed up as skinheads and came to West Ham. <laughs> we gave them the short shrift out of the pub. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They try it on, these, these chances, once in a while. The National Front used to come down to West Ham, you know, and fucking... Kaz Pennant, who was one of the main guys in the ICF, who's a black guy, went over and stood in the middle of them one week to see what they would do. Mm. And all of the fans from the terraces started singing his name mm. and singing for them to fuck off. And they did, and they didn't come back. So it just goes to show these people try it on at all clubs, right? But just fucking ignore them. And they'll be like shouting and making loads of noise at these England games and then people will say well see it's annoyed the fans no it hasn't annoyed the fans it's annoyed a small portion of the fucking fans who are louder and probably more drunk and certainly more fucking imbecilic than than the vast majority but you know that all these fucking right backs the injured players Gareth Southgate's there because he looks the part because he speaks politely and wears a fucking suit from M&S do you know what I mean yeah that's the only reason he's fucking England manager I'm really, really looking forward to the tournament, but not for anything to do with England. I it's thought always of a, a way. distraction, isn't it? It's always a fucking sideshow. I thought of a way of judging football managers. I thought the thing is, right, when you, we've talked about bosses before, just general bosses that we've had in our working lives. And if you ever, I mean, heaven forbid, but it does happen, you actually accidentally ha- end up in a disco environment with a boss. Right, say it's a Christmas party. Yeah. So it's a Christmas party, right? Yeah. Or it's a, an away day or something like that. And everyone's had a few drinks and you end up in a disco and the boss is there, right? Mm. Now that is where you can get a real measure of the boss. Because he might be Charlie fucking Big Potatoes in the office, giving it large, right? But if you get him on a dance floor and he can't fucking come up with any moves with confidence, mm. it doesn't have to be John Travolta, mate. But he has to dance mm. with confidence. He might have no rhythm. Doesn't matter if you've got confidence, right? And you look like at home and you look like you're not going to fucking lose your bollocks when it comes yeah. to the dance floor, right? So, or, or he might be very quiet and you might think that boss is a little bit, I don't know, he's a bit of a non-entity. He's a bit quiet. We don't really have his respect. But if he turns up after a couple of drinks and fucking starts earning the dance floor, everyone will respect him forevermore. That's, that's when you see someone at their most raw you see almost, them raw, don't you? Almost naked, but with exactly. clothes on, on exactly. a dance floor. And yeah. I'm saying, you get Southgate in a disco environment, bloke could shit himself. Yeah, wouldn't have a clue, would he? But yeah. interestingly, Can't then relax. I started thinking about other England managers, and I thought to myself, Sam Allardyce, not everyone's cup of tea. I didn't really like him as West Ham manager. You did like him as Sunderland manager. Yeah. We didn't ever really get to see him as England manager, but i tell you this much, you get Big Sam on a dance floor, Oh yeah, he's going to fucking know what he's doing. Yeah, he'd be strutting around all over the place. Yeah. Oh, Roy, yeah. Roy Hodgson as well, I think, similar. Roy Hodgson, not not modern, not modern dancing by any stretch of the imagination, Ballroom. but, <laughs> well, I don't know, but he would he would definitely have some Jazz? moves. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I think he'd have them. Uh, Capello. Capello, no. <laughs> McLaren. No. 
McLaren, he'd probably do the fucking birdie he tries best. like that. Yeah. I think McLaren would at least have enthusiasm. He'd go, come yeah. on, guys. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All that. Yeah. Um, Ericsson, Bobby Robson. Obviously. Ericsson would be oh, up there. fucking Ericsson would be tremendous. Be the fucking moonwalk. He'd <laughs> be fucking incredible. I reckon Sven-Goran Eriksson is probably the greatest dancer in world football. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I mean, if you can name a better one, if you're still listening to this episode, get in touch and tell us who the best dancers in, uh, in the history of football would be. But, uh, yeah, let's leave it there, Sam, because um, okay. I've had enough. Yeah, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough for this one. We're back throughout the week with all the other shit. Uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, bye. Bye-bye. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.